Welcome back to another episode of the Hudson Havoc Podcast here at Locust Street Studio. I am joined, by, as always, by head coach Brett Wall. Brett, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. We're uh, we're two sleeps away from a uh, big game here in Spooner with the Moose, so I'm extremely excited. Um, I used to always tell Chris Dusick the most important night of sleep is the two nights before, um, so just kind of uh, excited to be here. I'm certainly excited for that game as well. We'll certainly uh, get into that more as the episode goes on, but... Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is the past two games here, uh, going on the road against the River Kings in that battle for first place with you and the River Kings, and obviously the Moose are right there as well. But considering the two teams, the River Kings pull out a close victory, you you guys will have a chance to even the series up later on in the season. And then bouncing back against Steel County, um, I was really impressed with how the boys bounced back against a, 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 a Blades team that has taken a step forward from last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say enough. I mean, we, we looked really good on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for you know parts of the game, uh, we were a detail or two short, and that's something we're going to stress and something that's really going to be kind of emphasized and really blown up this uh, this time of the year, kind of heading towards that playoff push and this you know the second half kind of starting to really really get underway and teams are kind of jockeying for position that every detail is going to be extremely important and if you miss one it's going to be the difference between you getting two yeah. points and, and you going home empty-handed um, and unfortunately we're just a detail or two short I, I cannot fault the effort I thought the guys worked hard one thing I was really proud of um, we got down a little bit earlier and you know we just kind of were like chipping away chipping away chipping away and I really really liked that I know uh, I kind of shared an experience and a story uh, me and coach Davis last year uh, had the uh, opportunity to sit right behind Michigan State's bench at a Michigan State and Gophers hockey game. Oh, yeah. um, for all you Minnesota fans, uh, this one's not going to end well for you. Um, and I'm not a big guy excited it's going to end well for Michigan State either. But um, they were down in a 2 nothing game. Um, and their coach the entire time, like there was no game plan changing. There was no system changing. It was like, boys, let's just keep chipping away. Like what we got is good stuff. And we're having good shifts and good, getting good opportunities. We just got to stick to our plan. Um, and I really kind of took that mindset. And I related that. I relayed that to the guys like, hey, I feel like I've been here before. Um, and we kind of did a really good job at coming back and chipping away and getting the game tied there in the third. Um, and again, just one detail short in a 4-3 game and an awesome barn and awesome atmosphere in the Rapids. And I think we grew a lot as a team. And I think next time we head to that building, we're going to be ready to have success. A bit of a sidetrack, but that that game where you were behind the Minnesota Michigan State bench that was for the Mullets game last year, right? No, that was no? so. Well, that actually, so we played the Mullets. Uh, I believe it was on the Thursday before. Oh, okay. Uh, me and Coach Davis were there on Saturday night. His nephew actually uh, used to play for Michigan State. He's oh, now nice. playing um, while waiting to start his his minor professional career. Um, once things get rolling here after the kind of COVID stuff gets pushed aside and the season gets rocking for them. Because I was going to say, before that game against the Mullets, they were practicing. And yeah. It was, it was impressive to see the Division One guys going at it. Man, I'll tell you, well, that's, that's the best practice to watch. The boys are fresh off the bus, and they're excited to kind of be in a new atmosphere, a new venue. You're on a new college campus. Yeah. You're young. You're excited. <laughs> I remember when you know us being at Lake State, we'd have to bus at places for the Thursday night skate. Um, just kind of get the legs back under us, and oh man, it was a blast. But to see the guys, some of the drills they were doing, mm-hmm. and watching it with the detail that they execute with, like, yeah, how can you not get excited when you go out and play a hockey game? <laughs> so uh, to kind of shift back towards the past two games, uh, we talked a little about a little bit about the River Kings, and uh, I really enjoyed your analysis of it. Any sort of comments from the Steel County game? Uh, I think one of the major parts of that game were guys that I don't know if depth pieces would be the right term or role players or whatever. I know that's more of a basketball term, but guys stepping up when they need shoes to fill. And I was really impressed with some with how some of the guys performed uh, like, you know, like Alex Grove, I guess, for example. 
Uh, very happy with uh, the work of everyone. What I, what I think was so good about uh, Saturday night is is I kind of tried to approach this and explain to the guys that um, one day you're going to be in an opportunity or a situation or whatever you kind of look at it as um, where you may be in a spot where you're down one nothing on a Friday night in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that you feel sorry for yourself and hang your head and you pout and you moan and you can't come compete on Saturday? No. Um, I really kind of try to stress the guys that, you know, we just lost a game on the road. It's a big game against a good team. We got another game on Saturday. We've got to find a way to come back and really focus on thinking of us like tying up a playoff series mm-hmm. and knowing that if we went on Saturday, we get the opportunity to play on Sunday. Um, so I think it's something that truly in the long run, it's going to kind of help our mindset, our focus and our psyche. Um, if that opportunity ever comes our way, we're happened to uh, be down 0-1 in a series um, and then we get to wrap it up on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned playoff series, and that's uh, very important not only during this stretch of the game, but because of the division that uh, the guys are in. I would definitely argue that the Midwest-West is one of, if not the most competitive division uh, in the USPHL. And, you know, the other teams that are at the top that not are in the Midwest-West division are, you know, in the Great Lakes. It's all in that Midwest area. And, uh, I mean, I think this division, once again, just like last year, is going to be a dogfight to the end. I've said this uh, for the last four seasons, and I, I don't think it makes very a lot of people pleased or very happy um, outside of our division, but Midwest is the best, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a firm, firm believer in that. Uh, our division has nine teams that can kick your butt any night if you're not prepared. Um, there are some real heavy hitters at the top. There's some real strength in the middle, um, and even the guys at the bottom are, are still kicking butt and winning games. It's not like we got anyone that's out of a race or just kind of hanging out and um, there's no easy points here, and I'm a firm believer, truly, that if you can survive a regular season in the Midwest-West and then go on a playoff push and be a team that gets a chance to compete for national championship, I have firm belief that you can put yourself and your team in a spot to win it. Yeah, and it's not like it's the automatic top two seeds, you know, get a ticket to the national championship. For example, last year, the Moose were playing on the road against the River Kings, you know, coming as a three seed, upset the River Kings, I guess, in terms of seeding. Uh, and once again, you know, the division might be in a similar kind of disposition this year um and i guess for me personally as someone who calls the games it's probably like the best part of the job is just seeing the competitiveness uh and we'll definitely talk about the moose more down the line but i mean the taste of the you know overtime game the first the first time around and then they'll come back here on saturday after you guys go on the road to spooner i'm certainly excited for this one just like any other top midwest west uh fight I mean, it it's going to be awesome. And like you said, like with kind of how everything's playing out and shaking out, um, it, it's honestly, it's a horse race. I mean, it's yeah. like the Kentucky Derby out there and every night is a lot of fun. And that's what I think is going to make it so encouraging for the guys to be up for games and excited. But also, too, when you play these caliber of games of this type of importance this late in the season against these kind of caliber of teams, uh, it makes it really easy for you know scouts that want to come out and watch and, oh, yeah. and get uh, a taste of the action for both teams and both sides. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of opportunity you know, for us as a team, for guys as individuals, um, and it's just an exciting p- kind of like time to be a part of this um, as we kind of really hit second gear here and really kind of go on the downhill of the uh, the second half of the year and really kind of put our you know mindset and focus yeah. towards a playoff push and then eventually you know hopefully run towards a national championship yeah i mean and not to keep talking about the division but i mean uh for you know both for all three teams that are at the top here i mean fourth in the nation with the river Kings, seventh for you guys moose in the ninth so that's three teams in the top 10 alone and if you you know go by winning percentage that's three teams in the top five uh and it it once again just speaks to the competitiveness and the excitement of, you know, heading down the stretch. And uh, I think for Hudson, I mean, 
you know, against the Moose, I mean, you don't want to over, you know, overanalyze or, you know, blow a series out of proportion, but this could be a real defining moment here down the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be extremely important. I know, like, we were sitting here talking to uh, John, our producer, before, and we were talking about our record, and he's like, well, yeah, that's that's, that's really good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we were also stating that, yeah, you've got to be ready to win every day here. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this division and this uh, – the, the league and then the you know part that we play in like if you're not sharp every night and i mean that that means with practice and workouts if you're not preparing the right, right way if you're not doing these things like you find yourself losing hockey games and this is the time of the year where you can't be doing that because yeah. points are so precious and the teams we're playing are a lot of the teams that we're kind of in the hunt and in the race with so these are kind of like you know three or four point games where you're not, you're not only controlling the destiny of yourself but also the other team you're not allowing the half points you're allowing yourself mm-hmm. to gain them um when you can kind of control that date you know destiny and fate um, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity for there to do things the right way. And at the same time, if you don't do things the right way, there's a lot of opportunity for it to go south. Um, so I'm looking for guys to really step up and, and, you know, kind of enjoy the opportunity in the moment. Yeah. Point swings are huge like that. And you mentioned guys stepping up. I mean, to break it down by position groups here, I've, I'm once again, and like I mentioned the past few episodes, I, I'm really impressed with how the forwards have been playing, uh, whether that be, you know, the guys that you'll usually see at the top of stat sheets or guys filling in roles. I, I feel like the forwards are once again, really, really solid. A hundred percent. I mean, we have guys that can play every night, that can step in, that can come in, that can come out, and that can always can contribute. Uh, we don't have any dead weight. We don't have any passengers along for the free ride. Everyone here, that when they're going, um, is a piece that can contribute and a piece that we have that expectation for. Um, and guys know that and understand that and do a really good job of respecting that. And um, what makes it fun is when you got four lines and 7D and goalies that are rolling, uh, it, it makes it really easy and fun to come to the rink and come to the games and saying, hey, this is what we need to do to have success. And knowing that you got 21 you know, hearts and minds working towards that, like that's exciting. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the defense and the goal and the goalie spots. And I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but the amount of turnover on both of those position groups and the continued success and the really, really good play uh, that I'm seeing from all three levels on the team has just once again been super, super impressive sitting at this point in the season. I mean, that, that's, that's all the men. I mean, that's, that's day in, day out. That's the work. That's the sweat. Um, these guys give me everything they've got, and I appreciate that. And um, truly, I, I'm so happy to see them being rewarded. I just want to make sure we keep our foot on the gas pedal um, and make sure this really comes a part of who we are on a daily basis. That way, once they leave here, um, it truly does come a part of their characteristics and who they are, and those habits carry over somewhere else. Um, I guess I kind of want to turn it over to you here. I mean, is there anything else that you maybe want to comment on that I maybe glossed over or maybe missed? Uh, not, not that I can think of right now. I know we've, uh, we've got a big in-studio guest right now. Yep. And me and you have been talking for a little bit long, and I have yet to hear this guy's voice, so I'm really surprised. It's probably the longest I've heard him not speak when I'm in the same room as him. <laughs> um, but number six, Ryan Hoover, is going to be coming on for the player spotlight, uh, a guy that is from the same kind of hometown and area that I grew up, um, and a guy that's a lot of fun, and I'm excited for you guys to meet. So uh, one of the members of the very talented forward core that Coach and I were just talking about, Ryan Hoover, will join us soon for Player Profile. You're listening to the Hudson Havoc Podcast. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on January 30th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. as they face off against the Minnesota Moose. Tickets are $8 and kids 10 and under get in for free. What's the equivalent in Wisconsin to peanut butter and jelly? While hockey and beer, of course, make sure to check out the Hop and Barrel Warming House at every Hudson Havoc home game located above Gornick Arena. Back here at Locust Street Studio, continuing the Hudson Havoc podcast, we are joined by forward Ryan Hoover, who looks like he can barely contain himself. He's so happy. I to be was going to say, this guy <laughs> over here is bursting at the seams. <laughs> 
Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> Good to see you, my man. <laughs> you too, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, you've been having a pretty stellar season, at least uh, in my opinion. 16, ga- 16 games played, 11 points, hitting dudes left and right. Uh, how do you feel about your performance so far this season? Oh, so far, I think I've been doing pretty good. I mean, coach gets on me here and there, but yeah. that's normal. <laughs> I like that. Uh, other than that, I think I get on you because I care, Ryan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, last year I kind of started out slow, and this year I kind of just started off where I where I ended last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, other than that, I think I've been doing pretty solid. And last year, uh, was that the, with the Milwaukee Power? It was, yep. How was that, Mr. Hoover? Uh, they were kind of a third-year, second-year team, and they were kind of like a rebuild year. They had a good first year, and then after that, they kind of slowly had a downfall. So they kind of brought me in for my physical play. So kind of filled that filled that role, and from then on, it kind of just kind of went back downhill. So I kind of needed to find a new home. Yeah, is that why you brought him in, coach, for his physical play? Uh, actually, it's just the physical play I definitely like. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm never going to say that I don't want to be around a guy that has that in his game. Um, but actually, I found out uh, about Ryan from probably one of the best uh, equipment managers and skate sharpeners I ever had between college and pro hockey. This uh, guy was actually my equipment manager in pro hockey. And he said, hey, Wally, um, he said, I've got a kid over here in Brookville, which is probably about 10 or so minutes away from where I grew up in Heber Heights. Um, and I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, a kid from Brookville, I can't imagine what this will be like. Um, and then I, I, got, I got a chance to get a conversation with Ryan and um, honestly a first-class person and a lot of fun to just kind of connect with and a, a real hockey nerd and um, kind of came from the same demographic and upbringing that I kind of grew up and went through. And um, he came up here and we, you know, we had a chance to watch a little bit on hockey TV and connect with him more and he got to see the area and his brother's name was Garrett, and my brother's name was Garrett. Um, his mom and my mom act the same and behave the same, and we grew up kind of 10 minutes apart. And uh, one of his coaches was actually a guy that I played with uh, growing up. So, I mean, just kind of things really um, fit well. And if you look at the roster where the guys are made up, it seems like someone's either played at a prep school somewhere or has been in Ohio at one point. Um, so just kind of an area and a place that I knew I would trust. And when I kind of met him, um, I knew the hard work would carry over here to Hudson, and he's been a pleasure to have. Small world, huh? Oh, yeah, real small. <laughs> you got to give some love to Bronny. At least say hey, I'd hi to him. There. Oh, yeah, Bronny, Bronny Welch. Uh, what a great man. What a great family he comes from. Mom used to watch their kids, so I've been around them since I was a, like a, almost a baby. So I'm really thankful for him giving me the opportunity to reach out for a coach to Coach Wall for me, and, and that's where we are. We're here. Now, Vegas. is there anyone in Hudson that sharpens your skates as good as Bronny does? Ah, uh, no. I was going to say, because no. from my standpoint, I'm going to tell you that's a, that's a hard no as well. <laughs> yeah, no. Ronnie. <laughs> the guy kills it. Ronnie does awesome works with the snake, skate sharpener. So, I mean, the only thing that compares to that is a spark machine, but he also bought one of those too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, this might be going back a little bit in time, but I want to ask you about your hockey inspiration, which is something that I've been asking a lot of the guys here recently on the show. Do you have anyone that comes to mind when I ask you, you know, who was your inspiration to start playing hockey? Well, my dad uh, is a big Colorado fan, so and Coach said that I didn't know this guy earlier today in practice, <laughs> but uh, Joe Sackick was <laughs> definitely one of my, my big guys when I kind of grew up. Dad was a huge fan, went to college out there in Colorado to fight school, and uh, they won both their Stanley Cups that nice. those two years. So he just brought that back home to Ohio, and that's just where he ran from it. Yeah, what was it? I think it was 94 Rangers, yeah. 95 Devils. I think it was, was it 96 Avalanche, I think, they won the cut I there. Say that. I, was, I thought it was 
and then they won. Uh, then Raymond Bork won the one in the two thousand. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. 2001. Some great teams that they had there. Oh, well, yeah. I told these guys, I told him, he said, you don't know who Joe Sackett is because none of these guys were even born. Like, <laughs> we, we were talking today. We were doing like a, uh, a two-on-one drill, and I talked about like an offhanded one-timer, and I said literally no one could step into a puck, and they all said Ryan Whitney, the guy from Spitting Chicklets. Um, and I said, no, no, Joe, Joe Sackett. And Hoover out of the peanut gallery goes, oh, I love Joe Sackett. He's my favorite player. <laughs> And I was like, Hoover, you know, you've never even seen him play. <laughs> hey, he was still around, still kicking it when I was growing up. Uh, really he was young, a, though. So. He was a stud and a heck of a leader. I can't really say much. I was born in 03, so I'm in a similar camp to you, <laughs> John, we're amongst children here. Uh, um, I guess we've talked about a little bit of home life in Ohio and all that, but I wanted to ask you about your bill at home, uh, which is something that I always hear from the players and always hear good things from. What has your build experience been in your first year uh, with the Hudson Havoc? Oh, uh, well, Chris and Emily Linder and their three boys and their daughter Gabby have just been outstanding. I mean, I couldn't be in a better home than where I'm at. Um, my billets last year were pretty solid, and then this year just kind of just blew it out of the water. I mean, they're a wonderful family. I get along with all the kids. I mean, they call me their Havoc player when they talk about me nice. all the time at school and stuff. <laughs> but they, uh, they look up to me as a big brother, and like I told Emily and Chris, like, uh, for Christmas, I made them a big old thing, wrote them a letter, and said that now I don't just have an I don't have like, I have a brother and sister at home. I don't have just two siblings now. I have well, that makes that six, yeah, six siblings. Quick math there, boys. Uh, <laughs> You're so poetic, Hoover. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I told them I had six siblings now, not just two. So Aww. they're an amazing family. No, I I think you kill it there. I know they love you to death. I know the boys absolutely adore you, and then. Um, Gabby, it cracks me up how you call me during curfew call to tell me that you're not in because you're picking up people from gymnastics. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but also too, around Christmas time, uh, tell the people that are listening kind of some of the stuff that you did. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, what you and her were in charge of during the uh, holiday time. Oh yeah. Well, I guess if you have young kids, you can tune out on this part, but, uh, we, <laughs> we did the little elf on the shelf and we had some pretty cool things. Uh, I remember one night. I called coach and it was probably like five minutes late because I turned my alarm off because me and her were baking cookies because the elf on the shelf was making cookies that night and I started freaking out. He's like, oh no, he's probably thinking I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be, but <laughs> nope, we're just doing the good old elf on the shelf for the kids. They were all excited and they didn't eat all the cookies because I did, but uh, besides <laughs> that, <laughs> they thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So One night during curfew, actually during the holidays, it, it cracks me up. Uh, he called and I said, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? And he said, can you see me right now? <laughs> and I said, no, I can't see you. And I, uh, tell the people I, why you asked so I could see you. <laughs> well, Emily and Chris got us uh, elf pajamas. And yeah. I was I was walking around with my elf pajamas around. I thought Coach was outside my window <laughs> peeking in. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, he's watching me. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Though. I mean, you, you honestly are a guy that has truly immersed yourself in this whole thing. And, and being a veteran in a 2000, the guy moving on to the collegiate level here next year, um, I think you've taken full advantage of this. And I truly think you'll have a place here in Hudson, you know, for the rest of your life, truthfully. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love this place. I mean, this place feels like home to me. I mean, I grew up in a, a small town. I mean, Brookville. Shout out to the, the Blue Devils. But uh, we <laughs> 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 I, it's a really small town, and I mean, this place it just feels more like home each and every day. And with people, the people in this town just make it feel like I belong here. So that's awesome. 
I know I grew up uh, about 10 minutes away from here. I feel the same way about the community. It's uh, I love where we're both from, but we're very, very blessed and very, very lucky to be here. And uh, the people have embraced our team and you guys and our, us in the community. So it's been fantastic. Yeah. Not that this is important in a billet home, but we were talking before we had you on air, and it sounds like your billet parents have uh, some toys that you play with. Got some <laughs> stuff outside and inside the house. Oh yeah, we got some. We got some four wheelers, some yeah. golf carts, and we even got a. There's a miniature rink downstairs. I mean, I always grew up with knee hockey and was just in love with. Oh, I want to build a rink, and when I got there, I saw the rink. I was like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> like, it's a dream come true. And then they also have like a little turf field and a big old eighty inch TV. I mean, it's. It's a place to be, and I'm really lucky that I got put in that home, and they welcomed me like one of their own kids, and yeah. just kind of running off from there. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> You're a pretty easy guy to like, Hooves. I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I think so. Well, then let me ask you this. Then I mean, uh, a lot of the people that are listening here, um, you know, I, again, I don't know where people, where everyone's tuning in from, but if you're up here in like the Minnesota and Western Wisconsin area, you've kind of grown up in an area where there's, you know, an ice rink everywhere you go and a training facility, etc. Um, you grew up in Brookville, Ohio, which is a little bit uh, less of a hockey hotbed and uh, kind <laughs> of a, a big hockey demographic. Like, what what was your hockey journey like playing in Ohio and kind of like what are some of the places you needed to stop along the way? Um, before you kind of got yourself here. Yeah, well, I mean, I started playing hockey when I was two and played at the rink, good old Hare Arena. I mean, you played there. You know that place. I, that's actually <laughs> where I told my parents I wanted to start playing and where I played one of my last pro games. So everyone's got a Hare Arena story. Oh, yeah. Hare Arena, um, that place is awesome. Too bad it's torn down now or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I started there at Hare, uh, at the IP program, because we uh, my mom and dad took me to a Bombers game, and the fight broke out. And I said I wanted to play hockey because I wanted to fight. So <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. So uh, there's that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I played there for a while, and then had to, me and dad would and mom would drive down to Cincinnati. I mean, that's about an hour, hour and 30 drive. We do that two, three times a week. Were you at Northlands or Sports Plus? Both, actually. Okay. And the gardens. The Cincinnati and gardens? Yeah, that place tore down You're now, too. You're showing your age, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, the gardens and all in the Northlands and Sports Plus. So me There were some big guys that played in the garden, like a Babcock coach there with yeah. Cincinnati Ducks. Oh, Sean yeah. Avery was there for a bit. Yep. Getzloff and Perry played there um, for a while. Yeah. So yeah. It was pretty cool playing. I mean, I played there peewees and stuff, so, I mean, some small kids on some big sheets of ice with all these seats. I mean, think you're in the show at that point. <laughs> uh, well, man, I, so. I, I, I used to feel that same way when I was a kid. Yeah. I, like, you'd see the Zamboni come out and the seats. Like, I still remember, like, honestly, like, it's kind of it makes me nostalgic, like, thinking about how cold it was in there and kind of, like, foggy. And, like, those wood seats were kind of, like, always damp. Oh, yeah. Just because it seemed like there was never any circulation <laughs> in the place. Yeah, I mean, there were some games where you go out to warm-ups and, Jeez, I mean, it was like, uh, who am I passing to? Because I can't see. It's the fogs all over the place. <laughs> Same battles. <laughs> kills me. No, but I, me and Dad would drive about an hour and 30 each night, and I would shower at the rink. Dad would make me sleep in the car because at the time we got home, it was like 12 o'clock, so then I had to wake up for school at 7 <laughs> and do that whole trip. So, I mean, thankful for Mom and Dad for making the sacrifice and driving, driving me all over the place. And then when, by the time I got to high school, I uh, – my junior year, uh, TPH had like a hockey school type deal in Fishers, Indiana, and uh, I would I started making that drive, which was an hour and thirty again. So I would drive that every day, Monday through Thursday, and did that whole shabam. And then we'd travel on Friday and Saturday, play our games, and then I would drive back to back to Brookville. So 
I, I think for me that's something that kind of stood out for me. I, I had I had the similar path driving back and forth to Indy and then went to prep school, but just knowing that what you guys went through and the sacrifices it takes for a kid from where we're from to kind of make it out and seeing that you had that similar stuff, like I loved that compete. I loved that heart. I think it's something that really kind of makes you a part of who you are today, the hard work, you understand kind of what you had to do to get here. Um, and it wasn't always as easy as everyone else kind of being where we're from. And I think you've honestly made the most of your opportunity and taken advantage of it. So I think it's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, no. And Dad, like Dad, I would like to say, he goes, if you're not going to love it and you don't want to do it anymore, then we'll just stop. And there's no reason to put all this money and effort into it. And if you want to stop, you can stop. We're not making you keep doing it. But, no, I, the love for this game is out real. I mean, I'd like to do this the rest of my life if I had to. I can't think of another job I would want to do. <laughs> Well, you keep working hard. I think there's a bright future for you, and I think definitely at least four more years of hockey guaranteed for you. Oh, yeah. Yep, I hope so. And this might be the case for people listening at home. I don't know the guys as well as Brett does, but that was a great story to hear. I mean, that's that's awesome to hear uh, the kind of build up to the Hudson Havoc, and I think it shows uh, on your character. And you mentioned not knowing if you wanted to work another job for the rest of your life. I see you're wearing your Pita Pit merch there right now. <laughs> Man, I was going to bring know, it up too. And, and I know that some guys on the Havoc work at Pita Pit. What is that like this year? Oh, man. I, well, at the beginning, when we all, me, me Sean, and, uh, and Harvey, we all started working there at the same time, and they, uh, they and on the same shift. Yeah, oh, wow. man. They, yeah, they that started like a menace to society. Yeah, they started putting <laughs> us on the same shifts, and it was a mess. I mean, normally you get out of there around eight o'clock, and we close eight ten or whatever. But when me and Sean and Harvey would work, we get out there at nine. <laughs> <laughs> So that cracks me up that you mentioned this because I literally in my notes I have it right here and I will show you. It literally says Pita Pit. I wanted to bring it up because I know that you work there. They sponsor the shootout on Saturday and a lot of the meals on the road for the boys when we travel um, and do an awesome job. If between you three, I literally wrote this down. This would be my dream scenario when I walked into Pita Pit for you guys. I would have you at the register for your energy and charisma. Like, hello, how are you doing? You're exciting to be around. I would have Potsy on the grill because I think I trust his cooking the most. And then Harvey with the soft hands. I think he's the best pita pit roller. <laughs> I'm trying to think if not if I'm going to say it on the air or not, but you did roll me a pita one time and it broke. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes our pita bread breaks after you put it in the steamer. You're the only I'm person I've had that <laughs> pita in my entire series. Uh, well, just to say, Sean put a pita, not pita, he put tuna on the grill. And he also <laughs> dropped the pita one time. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It, I'm, I'm just glad you guys have jobs. I think it's a lot of fun that you guys, you know, obviously take your extra time to get in there. And I think you guys have fun with it. And I know Jen loves the work that you guys do. And obviously, you guys bring a little bit more fun to the professionalism side of it, but still get things done in a really good manner. So, I think it's cool and awesome. I know it's it's fun to kind of walk in there and be like, oh, the boys are working. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna have to stop by sometime. Uh, that's great to hear. Uh, what's the best thing to get at Peter Pitt Hoover in your honest Great opinion? question. Ah, well, see, people ask me this all the time, and uh, I basically just tell them, just build your own. You get some chicken, maybe some steak. I okay. like to throw some weird stuff on mine. Okay. I don't even go by the book, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people get the Thai chicken, so that's that's a hot oh, favorite. Oh, that sounds good. That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah. Have you been on the bus with us yet when we've gotten... No, yeah. so the River Kings trip I wasn't able to go on. Yeah, um, and uh, I've, I think I ordered one time and I didn't. I yeah, you no, did. Do you, I, remember, I do, you no remember what your, do you remember what your order was? I have no clue what I was doing. I can't quite remember. I think I ordered a salad because that was when I was trying to stay on keto. Okay, and <laughs> um, and I I don't remember what I ordered, but I'll have to either tweak it or figure out something else. 
What do you go with on the road when you order? I do the the Caesar, the Caesar pita, so it has chicken and bacon, and then I usually get Caesar on the side with some spinach, cucumbers, carrots. I think that's about it. What yeah. do you do for chips? Uh, I don't do chips. I think I do a cookie. Oh, no, no, duh. I do Doritos. Doritos, duh. okay. Doritos? I go with the classic Lay's. I go uh, with the Caesar chicken if I put a little buffalo on there. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Pretty, pretty solid for me. Yeah, all of us boys have like stuff circled, and you get the coach's order, and there's like side stuff that's starred. <laughs> okay, hand, that's hey. handwritten. <laughs> Just let everyone know that one. <laughs> Jen takes great care of me, so I, I don't complain. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. Oh, this is great info for when I get on a road trip here, because I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know what to get. <laughs> well, there you can't go wrong with anything. There's that's true. Some choices that I prefer more than others. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I haven't even tried the full waffle. I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, really? It's plant-based, I think, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty good. I've tried it. Do you think you could spell it? <laughs> I can't spell it to save my life. So. <laughs> I was going to say, my guys know my two rules. Don't make me spell or do math in front of you. <laughs> well, then here's something kind of cool. Speaking of working on jobs and stuff, uh, this is kind of unique. I am an avid golfer, and you happen to work at one of the top country clubs in Dayton, Ohio area oh, man. that has a world-class Donald Ross golf course, and this guy had no clue. No yep, way. Yep, no clue. No, normally in the summers, I uh, I manage a pool, so I'm like the... Where do you work? Tell them. Uh, either the Tip City Family Aquatic Center or uh, Dayton Country Club. Okay. So, Which yeah. the Dayton Country Club, as far as amenities and golf course, is yeah. top of the line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I d I've seen the greens, and they're they're pretty solid. It's like, oh, I would like to play there. And then you never get here, did. and Coach is like, uh, oh, you play here? I was like, uh, nope, not at all. <laughs> no, not a golfer. <laughs> Killed me. <laughs> no, I went out golfing with Coach twice now, I think. Not, not a great showing with me, but... Uh, it was a good hot. time, not a great outing for you, but a good time. I en I enjoyed your company. <laughs> the round was a little longer than I would have liked. I think we played nine holes in what was it, like three hours in 30-degree weather. So yeah, yeah, it, took you it too wasn't long. my favorite of times, but uh, the company was great. Yeah, no, Coach Coach got me one hole. We went to the, uh, the four-leaf clover hole. There was water, and he wasn't saying anything about the water. And I looked at the water and go, oh, there's water down there. Oh, man, he jumped on me. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the eighth hole at uh, Kilkearney. It's, it's the official golf course of the uh, Hudson Havoc here. And the eighth hole there has got a, the clover-shaped bunker. And, yeah, he looks over there and he goes, oh, there's water. I'm to myself, you can't say water on the tee box. It's like saying shut out for the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> well, then kind of some of the things here. Let me ask you this. Over, like, What's your best Havoc moment so far? I mean, yeah. I, we talked about the billets and some of the things you've done and kind of your job and some of the things you've done on, on ice, but uh, what's your favorite moment here in Hudson so far? Um, I definitely, well, I guess I would say the other night, the uh, not the other night, but the past weekend when we played the River Kings the first time this year, uh, when uh, PJ buried that shootout goal, all the boys kind of jumped over the bench. You could see all of our excitement and stuff. Yeah. And then another, I guess another one is Mom's Weekend. I oh, never, yeah. never experienced that before, but that was, that was awesome. All the moms came, all family was close and everyone had a great time and even when the moms came in the locker room and started chanting out the starting lineup that was that was a good time man i'll tell you what that gets over the top sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> i'll tell you what, I, I i'm it's always hard as a coach like for me i know as our staff like how long it's going to take for me to come in and like give my like pre-game speech and like announce the oh, lineup yeah. Some of these moms came in. I'm looking at my watch. And I'm thinking, my goodness, the anthem is going to start in a minute. We've got to go. <laughs> um, but th they brought the jam and enthusiasm. And uh, 
Some of the language, my goodness, was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, was just like just any, any old hockey mom. To yeah, tell you that much. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Were you guys out late that game? I think I was. I, I'm. Tr- I, I'm trying. I'm yeah, purely going off. Yeah, I. Here. I. I th- so I think we may have been literally hitting the bench as they were finishing up the intros to the other team. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I don't want to say that we were late. I'd like to think we were exactly perfect. Oh, yeah. But if we were a, a hair later, we would have been definitely late. Because I remember the I – w- I mean, I was obviously looking for the guys, but then I remember it was Mom's Weekend, and I was looking for the moms to start to file out because they – because didn't they do the chance last year too? They did, they did the chance, and last year it kind of – I think everyone saw it, and then obviously after last year I think they wanted to top it this year, and yeah. to top it this year it makes me frightened for what next year looks like. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun, and the boys came out with some fire and some passion, kicked some butt, and we won a game, so I was happy with it. Yeah, it was a good time. i definitely say so. Um, with a big series coming up here, and not only that, but you know, even bigger picture, you don't want to you know trip on the present looking at the future, but – um, you know, what is your outlook here for the near future, Hoover? Uh, no, I would hopefully we uh, win these two games coming up. I mean, I think we should. I mean, I mean, I know they're going to be good, hard-fought games. All of us are kind of prepared. I mean, like our uh, our coin says, uh, preparation, detail, and consistency. Uh, we all carry this little Vegas kind of poker chip around that coach makes us and it's uh definitely a fun fun thing to do and i think all of us are really prepared for this weekend and ready to bring two solid good games and hopefully take the first place over all in standings yeah i've got it on me this time coach if you want to do a chip check <laughs> i uh I, I believe you i've got mine on me as well it's right here in my wallet and if you notice my wallet is not uh, my back pocket it's literally right here <laughs> on the table so it's not just being sat on or thought or not thought about well mine's so, in my front pocket so i like that Anything else you want to touch on, Coach? Well, I've got one last question. We're from uh, the same area, from uh, darn near the same city. You've got 24 hours in Dayton, Ohio. What are we doing? Ooh. <laughs> uh, well, there's not a whole lot to do, but... Uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dayton's <laughs> awesome. Oh, it is awesome. But, uh, I mean, definitely if you're there in the, like, the wintertime basketball season. Yeah. UD, UD basketball UD game? UD basketball game. Those, are, those get pretty lit. The intros that the players do and the college does is just... It gets electric. Oh there? yeah, Coach Grant is awesome. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I obviously I don't have any affiliation or connection with him, but a guy that uh, for me from a distance I would consider a mentor for sure. Just kind of watching what he's done to that program. I mean, he is yeah, freaking awesome. He turned around and it's been going through the roof there. Did you get to watch uh, Obi Toppin at all? I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was he's he, a baller. I first basketball game I went to was UD and he was there and he went down he came down and just slammed it and I didn't think I would like actually like jump up and like he slammed it and I jumped down my seat and I was <laughs> screaming my head off I was like holy moly that was awesome but uh, I mean other than that I mean if you're a big ice cream guy like myself uh, UDF oh the United Dairy Farmers oh yeah I've uh, knock on wood I, I don't want to say that I actually I'm not going to say it but. I've been in a car wreck, and it was literally pulling out of a UDF. <laughs> and I will never forget the cone crushed in my hand. I literally caught the scoop of ice cream. I sat it in the seat, or not in the seat, but like in the cup holder console in between. And I didn't think about it. And of course, the car is towed into the body shop. And I go in there to get my stuff. And of course, the ice cream is just melted everywhere. <laughs> and it kind of cracks me up because it was a brand new Jeep. And oh, my mom man. goes, do you know if you totaled it? And I said, I have no idea why. She goes, I really want a sunroof. <laughs> so I, I, I was quite comical. My dad didn't. Yeah, no. And 
even another good pizza place. I mean, Marion's. That's, oh that's my a spot. goodness, dude. You're making me nostalgic here. That's my favorite pizza. Yeah, no, Coach for Christmas had me bring back uh, Mike Sells. Yep. Do you remember what flavor? Mike Sells potato chip? Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, like sweet and spicy or it's spicy good, hot? Good, so good and hot. Good and hot. It's, it, honestly, it's the best worst chip on earth because you're going to eat the whole bag because if you don't stop, the heat doesn't stop. Oh, yeah. And then once you wake up the next morning, your stomach is feeling awful and the heat doesn't stop. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things. It's kind of a uh, love, love. But honestly, like Mike sells and some of the stuff that they have only in Dayton. It's, it's so cool. I track someone. He goes home. He's like, well, what do you need me to bring you back? I think to myself, <laughs> what can we get here? Yeah, I think I brought like six bags back in like two weeks. I go, hey, uh, you still got any of the chips left? He goes, uh, nope. They're all gone. <laughs> we could find a way to eat an entire bag with a pizza sandwich a meal anyway. It was, oh, my it was, gosh. They're the best. Did you say pizza sandwich? Well, so, yeah, so, like, uh, well, pizza or a sandwich. Oh, okay, okay. A pizza sub, you can do that as well, and it's, it's good with that. It's one of those kind of chips you find at a little pizza shop all the pl- everywhere. It's, it's awesome. Because I was going to say, that reminds me of my AP psych uh, teacher, John. You'd know him. He's the assistant coach for the varsity boys basketball team. He mentioned a pizza sandwich. I haven't had it yet, okay. but I think I'd put it on the table right now. They're at Carboni's. I think they're $10 on Tuesdays, so you have to wait till next week. And Swavely mentioned it, and he the next day – he literally put it up on like the smart board. He's like, God, look at these. Don't you want one? A pizza sandwich. <laughs> I have to look into something like that. Thank you so much for coming on, Hoover. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, if there's anything else that you want to touch on here, but you know, any parting words or any last messages here? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, but uh, I'd like to shout out mom and dad mm-hmm. uh, for giving me everything I got, basically, and let me live out my dream of playing junior hockey and hopefully playing college hockey next year and uh just like to thank them and say hi to my brother garrett who's uh going to ctc which is like a career school nice He's gonna be he wants to be a firefighter so oh great yeah little brothers kind of taught me on that one <laughs> and then say hi to my sister and my brother-in-law my uh, my nephew and the new new baby that's about to be coming out here soon so but other than that no i mean thank you guys for having me of course if you guys see me if you guys see me around town, you can call me the milkman if you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. Ryan Milkman Hoover. You can also hear me call Ryan that on uh, any broadcast call. So if you are tuning into hockey TV, you'll you'll hear that and uh, hopefully you'll get some playing time here this weekend so I can call you that more often. <laughs> yeah. Well, He'll be you. out there, that's for sure. We're uh, very pleased with what he's doing and just keep up the great work. Like honestly, just as far as a player, you're fantastic, but as far as a person at the end of the day, hockey ends and we're all people um and you're one of the best i've got the opportunity to work with they're just first class through and through and always fun to be around and a pleasure so keep that attitude and spirit and i can't wait to kick some butt with you this weekend well thank you a big personality on and off the ice thank you so much to ryan hoover for joining us here at locust street studio we'll be back with more of the hudson havoc podcast To check out any and all information regarding the Hudson Havoc, check out our website at HudsonHavoc.com and all social media that includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on January 30th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. as they face off against the Minnesota Moose. Tickets are $8 and kids 10 and under get in for free. Back here at Locust Street Studio for more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. So happy to have forward Ryan Hoover join the pod tonight. I am once again joined by head coach Brett Wall to wrap this one up. Coach, 
a big series against the Minnesota Moose, and we'll get more into that. But uh, I got a good feeling about the interview from uh, Ryan Hoover, and I think a lot of people will enjoy listening to it. I think I think people people probably have as well. He uh, he's awesome. So I'm so glad you guys just got a chance to listen to him. Um, gosh, like it, one of the best guys to be around. He's mm-hmm. always happy. I, I've never seen that guy without a smile on his face. Um, his positive energy, it's contagious. Uh, a little goofy is the best way to describe <laughs> him, but uh, a- a- always kind and tenderhearted. Like I think he comes from a place um, that's always genuine and always pure, and he's been an, a phenomenal asset to our team and community. I definitely have to agree, and he, he's been a very welcomed addition. He's been someone that I've had a lot of fun either being with or you know just calling him on the ice. Um, you know, it, it's a really great time to have a, a physical player, you know, play out there, get to call him, you know, not to a point where it's like, you know, I showed up to a fight and a hockey game broke out or anything like that. But. Well, he's a guy that uh, he, he's not afraid to put the team first and sacrifice himself. Uh, uh, unbelievable job at just o- always being a team guy and putting others before him. Um, and I love that he's willing to sacrifice that it's not an easy role to do to play tough and physical. Um, every single night, day in and day out, and to be that same guy at practice. I'm sure there's times he wants to stick handle more, or maybe go to the net more, um, but we ask him to play a little bit more of a, of a kind of physical presence and mm-hmm. style of game that um, he does willingly and does does very, very well. Um, but one thing that's really kind of cool, too, I know that you know, people probably don't know all this, but we were in the preseason, um, and Hoover was out for a game, and, and literally he met a fan in a way uh, place, and I have had this fan call me, multiple times show up to multiple games and literally drive over an hour to come watch him play specifically just because how good of a person Ryan was um, and Ryan is a, is a guy that's a 2000 birth year that is a little bit older so as far as preseason games he's not a guy I need playing five six preseason yeah. games um, he's a guy with two or three can be just fine so he's out that night um, and was supporting the guys and helping and took time for this guy um, and it's just kind of like just it explains who Ryan is like he's got mm-hmm. time for everyone he's got a great heart and just can't say enough great things about him as a person and obviously his family. Um, a lot of that's testament to what they've done for raising the right way. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to agree. And you mentioned the physical play, but also with Hoover, I mean, 11 points in 16 games, you know, playing sort of a, a key role. I mean, to have that point production, too, is a definitely, I would I would say, welcome, but it, it speaks to the dimensions that he has in his game. I'll tell you what, I, I don't know how he does it. He uh, He's so tough and physical and kind of hard to move, but... God, he's got the softest and smoothest little hands. Like it, mm-hmm. it's wild how the puck just slips through, and he's able to get by guys. I'm just like, how is this big meathead doing this? <laughs> and uh, he's just so strong on the puck and really skilled and uses his body well. Um, so yeah, it's it's fun to watch. And knowing you can put a guy like that in your lineup, um, he's going to contribute. You know, at all ends of the ice. I mean, it, it makes it awesome to watch, but also too for other guys to know you have him out there. It makes it easier for us to kind of breathe, knowing that uh, we got a little bit of space. Yeah, I mean, him and Dylan Hullaby are like the two immovable objects on the team this year. They are some big boys, that is for sure. (laughs) So I guess now shifting gears, we've got a top three matchup here this weekend. One on the road at Spooner Ice Arena, which is a great facility that the Moose uh, have ice time for uh, as of right now. And they'll come back down to Hudson. It'll be a away and home uh, back-to-back series. If the season were to end today, you would be playing these guys if you guys advance to the second round. You know, that's more semantics and stuff. But two versus three. That's where the playoff bracket collides. So this is a team that you could most definitely see, you know, heading down the stretch. Obviously, you don't want to look too far ahead. But, you know, games like these are huge. And, you know, coming away from very earlier in the season, a really hard-fought overtime loss for you guys against the Minnesota Moose, uh, where both teams, you know, were pulling back and forth one another, and it was a really entertaining game to watch. Uh, game Games like these in a series like this is huge. 
for playoff implications down the stretch and just for whether it be, you know, team morale or, you know, how the chemistry is going. Uh, this is a huge weekend for the boys. Massive weekend. Uh, this is a weekend you could find yourself all of a sudden being in first place. You can find yourself being in third place. Um, mm-hmm. the, the importance of coming with detail and making sure that we're ready to go is extremely high. I'm really excited to go to Spooner and play in a new venue. I know uh, I played there. Um, well, not I play. I coached there. Uh, my first year of the team when there was a, the um, Wisconsin Muskies up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know Michael Crosby has played in the building. I know Dylan Hallby has played in the building. Um, but other than that, it's going to be a brand new venue and a brand new site for some of our guys. So I think it's kind of a fun little kind of rejuvenation piece here. Like all of a sudden we're in a brand new building, brand new rink, um, big opportunity and points on the line. Like I think it makes for a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know our guys are as well. And anytime you get to go out and compete against a team like the Moose and if you can beat a team like this, um, it really lets you know you're doing things right. And if you know if you don't um, beat a team like this, it lets you know, hey, you got some things you got to go back and work on and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of opportunity here for us as a team to come out of this, uh, one, with points and, and to be in a first-place spot. Um, but, two, just come out better team. I mean, this, yeah. these are, are games that are going to push you to your wit's end. And I really like how the series sets up with a home-and-home. Home. So, you know, we have a bus trip under our legs, and so do they. And um, it's going to kind of be a, a, you know, a battle of will and a marathon of least mistakes. So I, I'm pumped for it. And I definitely want to highlight some of the you know players and staff that maybe you want to maybe talk about on the Moose. Uh, they've got plenty of guys who um, I know there's a few of them from the Mallards, and then there's a lot of mainstays that have been there. But one thing that I always think of uh, with teams like you know the Havoc, the Moose, the the Metro Jets, and the River Kings, and these are the four that I'm thinking of. I'm sure I'm forgetting some programs, but it's I can't think of a better word. But like the brand of the program and the way that you know when these teams collide, it's a huge deal because it's the whole reloading, not rebuilding thing. It's the continued success. And that's not only a testament to you for building the havoc up to a point like that, but I mean, the Moose have been around for a long time. They were division champs, I want to say like two or three years ago, and they continue to be at the top of the division. And it's the program and it's the, it's the prestige of playing a game like that that really excites me. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got a great ownership in Joe Dibble and they've got an unbelievable coach in John Jonason. I mean, Joni has the boys ready to go. I, I think Joni's one of the best coaches in the league, not not alone just the division. Um, he's a guy you could give uh, not a whole lot and all of a sudden could build you a village mm-hmm. um, and does a phenomenal job and has his players go. Um, I kind of pride myself on being a player's coach and like to think that my guys play really hard for me and each other. Um, Joni's the same thing. He can get his guys wound up and they want to play for him and each other and the brand and kind of what everyone is doing there. I think both you know, teams will have 21 guys on the ice to take a lot of pride in who they are and where mm-hmm. they're at. Um, they're going to want to show and represent that. So, I mean, it's going to be a war and a lot of fun. Um, I know me and Joni look forward to it as coaches just because we, we want to beat each other. And we want to be the best. Um, in order to do that, you know, you, you, it takes one guy to win and one guy to lose. So it's going to be a blast. I think everyone's gearing up for it. Again, you've got 42 guys on the ice that are all worthy and capable of playing at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, as far as a fan standpoint, it's a lot of fun. And as far as a coaching standpoint, I've got to be on top of my game for 60 minutes and so do the guys. And, I mean, that that's kind of what yeah. you live for and ask for. You want to be in those games where you have those feels and your hands are sweating and you, you kind of have those emotions and you can feel your heart pounding. Um, those are the best ones and the ones you live for. And we get to have two of them this week. Yeah, and if you're not going to watch the game on Hockey TV to anybody listening at home, and if you're able to, uh, whether you live over by Spooner and want to go to the game uh, up there, you want to come to the Hudson Sports Civic Center, uh, the Moose games draw well, uh, from my knowledge, and it's always fun to not only call the games, but to see the atmosphere that builds uh, at Gornick Arena. So be sure to uh, 
watch a couple of great teams and this is a bit of besides the point but two of the best logos and uniforms in the league i would also say too I do, I do like I would agree I do like both uh, both of our setups they've got a little bit of a, a retro look with uh, mm -hmm. their away jerseys and we've got a little bit of original six with ours so yeah, um, yeah it'll be good, two good looking teams on the ice that's for sure uh, any sort of send off or final thoughts from you coach. I uh, just would love to have guys there. I mean, this is going to be uh, all the help we can get, and fans in the building would be fantastic. Uh, Hot and Barrel will be there on cold beer and the warm bleachers. Um, so we should be good to go, and I, I just can't kind of want to say thank you to everyone that's been on board to help us get to this point, our sponsors, our fans, our billets, um, everyone back home sacrificing so these guys can be here. Um, can't thank you enough for allowing us to, to do this and have this opportunity here in Hudson. And, of course, the uh, wonderful box from Good From Wood is still going to be there, right? Man, the guys at Good From Wood, amazing. <laughs> um, guys, if you don't know what Good From Wood is, it's a local mom-and-pop shop in Stillwater, Minnesota that's known for making kind of that statement piece that everyone's going to be continuously talking about. Um, they're known for their uh, sliding um, barn doors. Um, they've been seen on HGTV. You can follow them on all forms of social media and online at www.goodfromwood.com. So thank you so much, uh, Coach Wall. I really appreciate you coming on. Happy to have Ryan Hoover uh, on the podcast tonight. Hope you have a great rest of your night, Coach. Thank you. Let's kick some butt this weekend, Brian. Sounds good. So from Locust Street Studio, for my producer, John Wecken, for head coach, Brett Wall, for Ford, Ryan Hoover, and for myself personally, Brian Mose, we're so happy that you tuned in to listen to this one. Be sure to check out the Havoc Moose games this weekend. Good night, everybody.